Welcome to the RPG Rundown. I'm Seth. And I'm Jeff. From Dungeons to Deep Space, we have the systems and the stories for your table. Today on Episode 6, we review the DC-20 system and discuss our recent playtest session of the DC-20 Alpha 0.4. We're going to look at how the system compares to other TTRPG systems and talk about things that we liked, things that we want to test out further, and there's several, and things that we feel need work or maybe a little bit of clarification. So uh, special thanks to all of our players that joined us. Uh, I had the privilege of getting it to, to DM. Um, Seth uh, was our cleric. Um, my buddy uh, Ian uh, and Emperor, um, they joined in as well. Uh, and, and, and Blocker uh, joined in as well. Uh, it was a really, really cool uh, session. I'm glad those guys joined. It was a lot of fun. Uh, you can actually watch the full VOD of that session over on our rap channel, which is our Rundown Actual Plays. If you just go youtube.com slash at Rundown Actual Plays, uh, you can go watch the full session. It was a fun playtest, and it very much was a playtest. We had questions and rules we had to look up, but absolute blast playing it. It was, it was a lot of fun, and I look forward to exploring it further. But before we get into that, do have a special announcement today. Uh, this will be our last episode of 2023. Uh, this will be kind of the end of season one of the RPG Rundown podcast. Yeah. It's a little shorter than it will be going forward just because of when we started. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, we're, we're basically taking a winter break. We are part of the Love Thy Nerd podcast network. If you see the badging, that is right there <laughs> to me <laughs> and um yeah we are part of that network and they take a break a winter break for christmas and new year and then to kind of get things started um and so we will be returning at the beginning of february the first two weeks of february will be the the relaunch of all the the love thy nerd podcasts and so we'll be there uh february 2024 and we'll be starting season two of the RPG Rundown podcast. So we're excited for that. We've got a huge list of of um, you know RPG systems that we want to test, and that's not even including things like um, you know uh, like homebrew. Or third-party oh, yeah. systems for existing right, for for existing systems. So, yeah. <clears throat> so yeah. Anyway, there's actually some systems coming out that aren't even released yet, uh, but yes. really hoping we get our hands on. Um, I don't know. I, I really I have some cool ideas. I have to discuss with you later about the launch, how to kind of make it big and stuff. But uh, anyway, so stay tuned for all that. Yeah. Um, if if somehow we have some sort of Christmas themed something or other. I know that was a possibility. We'll make sure to announce it on all of our socials. So we'll say this again at the end, but give us a follow on our social media. We are on X, also Twitter, at uh, it is the RPG Rundown. We're on Instagram at just RPG Rundown. TikTok at the RPG Rundown. Um, and then again, our YouTube actual play channel, our rap channel, uh, at rundown actual plays. So 
look in all of those places, yeah, yeah, all the places and follow along and we will let you know if there's anything you know we do but uh we are going to be taking a break you know get uh, yeah. family is important in this time of year and just end of the year and beginning of the next year is busy so but with that um i think that it's time to move on to the main discussion of tonight's episode this is a review episode for DC 20 alpha 0.4 yeah so yeah so first let's start off by talking about some of the rules and and kind of specifically talking about the rules that make it you know a little bit different than than what we're used to if you maybe come from a 5e background like we do um and and so yeah, let, let's. I'm going to start. Uh, ask you, Seth. Um, what's some of the rules that that stuck out to you that maybe you liked or disliked? Um, what What are some kind of big ones that you would like to hit on? Uh, yeah. Um, man, that's a that's a tough question. Um, as far as, it, well, let's just start with the document, shall we? As far as the the document goes, I feel like it was very well put together for an alpha. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I feel like we had, you know, I have done, I have gotten and looked at like the playtest material for like wizard of the coast and other TTRPG systems. And they are right. a lot of times just a black and white formatted document. This alpha document that we have is, you know, besides the content that it's missing, it looks very much formatted like what the final document is going to be. Yeah. No, it was, well, it was full actually color. Very you good. Know, yeah. Yeah. Full, full titles and headings and, and mm -hmm. sidebars and, and special note boxes and everything. I mean, even um, in the PDF about, you know, half of the table of contents was clickable and, and kind of take you where you want to go and stuff like yeah, I mean, that. Absolutely. Uh, there's like fully published mo uh, modules and stuff that don't have that. So. <laughs> very true. Um, uh, yeah, but yeah, I, I so it's, it's something that was very well put together as far as a favorite mm -hmm. rule or system or element, um, man, that's, it's really tough, but, I, I can, I can start with one that I, I immediately thought yeah, of. Yeah. Give, give me an example. Ahead. And I'll give you, give you a second to think too. Um, one thing that I really like and, and I, I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about it, but it's something I think that will both make combat dynamic and it will speed up combat um, is the lack of hit dice. And so in DC 20, you don't roll a hit dice. Every weapon um, has a base damage set to it. Like say you're hitting with a flail, which I, I know uh, Seth's character had. You're hitting with a flail. It has a base damage of two. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, uh, yeah, so you or roll because your, it's your versatile. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, still, so it so there is still, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, you're good. Uh, but you roll a d20, and so say with your flail, you're attacking the enemy's physical defense. If the enemy's physical defense is say 12, uh, if you hit 12, okay, you hit them and you do two points of damage. However, if you go five points higher, so say you roll a 17, now you don't do two points, but you actually do a heavy hit and you do three points of damage. If you go 10 more, so it goes in increments of 5, every increment of 5 you get above their defense, it does an additional point of damage. 
all the way up to if you crit, it does uh, two po two extra points of damage, which would be like a brutal hit is what's called if you go 10 above their defense. Um, and then you get that two above, and then you get an additional two. So you do four extra points of damage on a crit. Um, now, for us, a combat, of course, because we were playing it and learning it for the first time, um, was a bit slower because we had to look up a lot of rules and stuff. But I could absolutely see that factor alone making combat so dynamic and um, a lot faster because you yeah. get really excited when you roll a high high uh, d20 right because it's not just yeah. dependent upon a natural 20 right? right it's not just dependent upon natural 20 if if the dc which uh you know again this is jumping ahead a little bit to some of the systems mm -hmm. but because there's not an armor class per se, there's a mental defense and a physical defense, and we'll get into that later. But because they're, because that is the case, um, then, then yeah, like you could get a 17 and be, you know, it could be a brutal critical on a character. And I think also something else that speeds this up yeah, is that uh, heavy hits and brutal hits are listed on the character sheet. For both mental and physical defense. Yeah, yeah. So you know, and your you know DM would know if they have the character sheet too, uh, very quickly and easily what is a brutal hit and what is a, uh, or what is a heavy hit and what's a brutal hit. So yeah, I do love the set damage for things as well. I think that is yeah, fantastic. I thought that was really, I, and I really thought it brought, um, I don't know, more excitement to your D20 roll. It just, traditionally, it does. And uh, one another thing that I'll say, and it's really tough because I feel like this is something I want. This is going to also be included in one of the systems I want to try more. Mm -hmm. But um, the four-point action economy in combat. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. Um, it, for us, because we were playtesting it, I think mm -hmm. that it was a little slower. But honestly, it's also because we just didn't know all of the things we could do with right. those action points. Mm -hmm. Once you have a basic understanding of, of all of those things, I mean, cause like in five E um, you know, for anyone listening or watching the VOD uh, you know, heels and I played a lot of five E that's how, <laughs> that's how yeah, heels got started yeah. in TTRPGs. And I've, I've been running a five E campaign for over three years. Um, but in five, I know, right? I just thought about that. That is cool, yeah. Uh, but in 5e, we're very familiar with, you know, what are the actions you can take? What constitutes a, you know, an action or a bonus action or a reaction, right? We know all the things you can do. We know that a reaction of, you know, is most likely always going to be one thing. And so this the really the thing about with this is just getting to know you know what costs one point what costs two points what costs three points uh oh, yeah. or or you know what can you stack or what happens so it was a little slow for us in the learning but once you have that you know once you understand the basics of what all those points are i think that it i think that will add you know like intended will add so much more dynamic situations to combat. Oh yeah. But but pair that with the fact that you're not having to roll dice for half of a of an attack. So basically 
Like in 5e, you have to roll to see if you hit, and you have to roll to see uh, how much damage you do. And so yeah. there's big swings, and you could get a natural 20, and you could roll a 1 on the damage, and that really stinks. Yeah, yeah. I, and so... I, and I, Coach kind of talked about that. Something he wanted yes. to kind of negate is the so big I rolls think that end up being killed. Knowing the knowing the point system uh, better, and then ha- only having to roll once for an attack is going to probably speed up combat or at least keep it the same, but it'll be better. So even if it's the same amount of time as 5e, which I think it'll still have a net, um, like the the net amount of time will be less eventually. Mm -hmm. Um, Even if it's the same, everyone's more involved and everyone's having a little bit more fun because they have more to do. Oh yeah. And uh and they're staying involved. So Yeah. That's my and, kind and of kinda favorite, h- so. hitting on that with having more to do, like your action points that we kind of briefly hit on there, they are uh available to you off of your turn. And so you can actually yes. use your action points as we we seen in our playtest. You can uh your barbarian can use his action points off of his turn to parry an attack that would have otherwise hit the sorcerer beside him and probably downed the sorcerer, right? Like you mm-hmm. can use an action point and, and parry or block, and uh, you can actually do some really neat stuff like that, which I don't know. If you're like me and you your group kind of gets bored during combat sometimes when it's off your turn, and you know, yeah. it, it, and I think Absolutely. every group gets like that. But this actually gives you like, hey, you need to pay attention because you can actually still help when it's not your turn other than just an opportunity attack. Yeah, and, and just to explain a little bit, because I mean we're jumping ahead, but might as well just kind of lay it out there. We've talked enough about it. But basically, it's very similar to the Pathfinder uh, three-point action economy, but this is a four-point action economy. And then, but at the same time, I think that it works really well mm-hmm. and is not, um, it's not clunky. Once again, once you know those basic things, how many points does a reaction cost? How many points does a spell cost? And, you know, again, that's also knowing my character. I only had six spells to choose from for now. um, And three of them were, were cantrips. And so, you know, just at, by the end of the, the play test, I knew exactly how many points each one were. So just Mm -hmm. in that limited time span, I knew that. And then, you know, movement cost a point. I know uh, one thing, too, is that you can do the same action, but if it is the exact same action, then there's a negative effect. Like, it's with disadvantage, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if you if you have a, a great sword, you know, you can attack, you know, more than once before you get a second attack, you know, even at low level, but the second attack has disadvantage. But if you're dual wielding and you have two weapons, then the first two attacks are normal. And then the third, any, a third attack action after that is with disadvantage. So I thought that was cool too. It definitely yeah, gives a reason mm-hmm. to actually dual wield. <laughs> yeah, oh, it, yeah. Dual wielding actually felt powerful in this system. It felt good. Um, it did, yeah, and and so that was one thing I'd, I've never played Pathfinder. I should start with that. That is one of the systems on on our list of, played that we want to test two times. 
Oh, you so yeah, you've played. But I've, that was always kind of my thought about the three action, three action point. I was like, why would you not just attack three times? Um, and I don't know, action, or Pathfinder may have a disadvantage system similar to this, but it really is like m attacking multiple times is punishing. Like you, you have a far less chance. Now, there's a lot of times that it makes sense. Like I was running a, you know, barbarian um, who was fighting the group and yeah, he's raging. He's just going to keep relentlessly attacking. He, he's not thinking about his, his chances of hitting or missing. He's just going to keep swinging. And so there was a time where, yeah, he's going to attack with disadvantage because that's what he would do. Um, yeah, another which, part yeah. of the combat system of this four-point action economy uh, is there's there's two different systems for martial and spellcasters. There's stamina points and mana points, and these tie into the action economy uh, in a really cool way. S like pure spellcasters get a fairly good size chunk of mana points to use, um, and then but then. Stamina points are, you know, usually just one or two at the beginning, mostly one. Yeah, mostly one. But by doing certain actions, you regain stamina points even mid-fight. Yeah, and so, every class has a different way to do that. Yes, which is awesome. Like the rogues yeah. was just... Um, to land what a was hit it? on a enemy with a condition with any condition yeah, applied, yes but. exactly to land a hit on an enemy with a condition which was not hard honestly because the rogue can give, condition give conditions um i mean i as a cleric gave conditions i blinded some people with a cantrip that i upcast yeah. which was awesome i was That's able awesome to take a cantrip yes so a cantrip which uh which cantrips don't require mana points only only main spells, but all spells and cantrips usually have something where you can upcast it, make it more powerful, and you can spend a mana point to do something. And so I just cast light on an object, and because I upcast it in uh in a group, you know, I, I did it in a group of enemies, and I blinded two out of three enemies, and then it left them exposed and blinded. And because they were exposed and blinded, the rogue got to attack and have advantage mm -hmm. just because of those conditions. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, like, the barbarian's and stamina point stamina regenerated. Yes, and gets stamina back after attacks. And the barbarian could, uh, would regenerate his stamina from criticals and uh, heavies. Heavy hits. So very getting flavorful, or very flavor. Yeah. Yes, getting hit or hitting, right? With uh, a critical or getting hit by a critical, and then getting a heavy hit, or you know, or taking or, a heavy or hit. taking so, heavy hit. So it kind of makes sense with the barbarian. If he's super dealing out cool. damage or taking damage, he gets stamina back. Super cool. And then you know, let's as we kind of, I mean, we could talk about like, oh, absolutely. We hands could, down, we combat is something. Yeah. yeah, hands down, combat is something I want to do more of. Oh, yeah. In fact, I think uh, I saw some other um, YouTubers who've done this where they literally just have combat practice for DC 20. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so I was like, we need to do that. We need to just sit down with <laughs> so the combat. So over Christmas break, uh, Jeff, we, yeah. we probably should. Let's, let's do some, especially when the new. I'm down. Okay. Well, we probably won't record it, but whenever, whenever right. the new, uh, the next, um, 
version of the alpha comes out, mm-hmm. we should play test it because then we'll have ancestry oh, yeah. and other stuff. And there was some yeah. really cool stuff in ancestry that I got just from some conversation that the dungeon coach was having. So, yeah, but let's and, move on to something the... that we are planning. Um, I'll, I'll say because it's, it's a while away still, but when the beta actually releases, well, we've talked about doing a little bit more of an in-depth test, maybe a three, four session. Yeah, a short, and then short campaign or, or an adventure. Yeah, yeah short absolutely. campaign, longer adventure, something that goes, goes spans several sessions. So, you know, session one, everyone's learning your, their character and their character sheet and stuff, which is what we're about to get into. Uh, yeah. And then session two, you kind of know it. So we get to see how fluid the game gets as, as it progresses. Okay. Uh, I'm going to show off the character sheet here. So if you're watching the VOD then you're going to be able to see it. But if you're not watching the VOD, go watch the VOD. Uh, because we've got the character sheet for DC20 up. And uh, there are already some things. And, and this was actually one of the videos where I saw some of the new stuff. But uh, it's it's really cool. Uh, it's very similar to a typical D&D character sheet. Uh, I like that he has the stats combined into physical and mental or yes, you may not have seen it because I think it was released today or yesterday, a video that he put out where basically um, the physical save is going to be changed to a grit save. Mm, okay. And then, I actually had um, him talking about that in an earlier one, yes. and I was kind of surprised that it wasn't called that. Whenever it's uh, or no, no, the mental, out. the mental one was going to be grit, and then the physical is going to be fortitude. That's what it yes. was. Yes, yeah, yeah. So in one of the early ones, and I when I, for months now, I've been kind of watching his videos and following this along with the system. Uh, he originally called it fortitude and grit. Yeah. Um, and and yeah. So, but when he released this alpha that we test played, it was just a physical save and a mental save. But that's that's neat that he. So this, so if you're looking at the VOD, this is uh, actually my character sheet from uh, from our one shot. Uh, it has all the relevant information that you would expect at the at the top. The only thing I would say with that is that um, I do like the clarity with the black box, but mm-hmm. they could probably make it a little smaller. Um, oh, the information just at the top. With there. yeah, yeah, and maybe okay. make room for some other things down below. Um, you know, maybe, maybe just like a third smaller, you know, right. Um, I think they could do that. Uh, but again, not only if we're like nit- nitpicking, uh, so I will, my only yeah. complaint is I was trying to fill this out for a player who, uh, like Ian joined last minute. He was on his way home and I was building him a character, um, so that he could play, uh, and just fill a spot. Um, I was adding, trying to add in his stuff in the features, like his barbarian rage and all that stuff. And there's just not was not a ton of room to add in, at least right? Information and that's there. and that's why I think that now I do know that he's planning to have a, having a second page for yeah, yeah, spells that's, and that's features and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the the actual Wizards D and D one is like two or three pages. So right, <clears throat> I, I do love the idea of a single page because in Dragon Man it was a single page uh, character sheet, and I like just yes. for simplicity's sake. That is nice. But yeah, here, if you're wanting to at least add the extra stuff so you don't have to keep referencing the book or the PDF, mm-hmm. uh, definitely need more room to add features and spells and things like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's fantastic. I think, too, there is a lot of utility in the character sheet for keeping track of things during a session. So like, there are 
a there's a, a place for your maximum mana points, hit points, and stamina points, and then a place for how many you you are at currently, and then there's even a place for temp hit points, uh, for for hit points. Um, there is some places to check off your action points during combat. Uh, I know I didn't use it during our our <laughs> place test, but they're they're there. Right. There's yeah. also the levels of exhaustion. Uh, again, that levels of exhaustion I think could probably be a little smaller. Um, it, just it likely isn't going to be used that frequently. I mean, but, maybe, maybe not. We yeah, obviously had true. somebody drop we did, twice. We did actually. Um, we did actually use exhaustion in our playtest. Yes, so, uh, but I think I just think overall, uh, like the skull little icon on it right here could be a little smaller the box overall could be combined down uh, you know the word exhaustion could be up a little bit and and you know yeah. it's a design thing you and i are designers so obviously we we look at these things but right but otherwise i think it's fantastic i think the layout is amazing i love how all of the skills are here and they are combined with it i i love this is another system too with dc20 is that your you have something called a prime stat and that prime stat is basically just whatever your highest stat is mm -hmm. um, and you use that for everything so you use your prime stat for attacks so your attack or your attack check or your spell check is your prime stat your prime modifier and your combat mastery yeah. which are at which the beginning everyone's is one is is how you can have because one of the big things coach talked about is he really wanted yeah. you to be able to make any character you want if you wanted to make a uh intelligence barbarian you can if you want to Absolutely. make a uh, a might based sorcerer you can and, and that's sort of how is you whatever your highest stat is whether that's might intelligence charisma agility right whatever that is that becomes your prime modifier and the prime modifier is what you use to use your abilities uh, and now you should flavor that. So like, don't just have might to, to, you know, to give yourself a bunch of, of HP, like your, your might is up there. So how is your sorcerer using might to you to, to Absolutely. cast a spell? Uh, and, but I and, love that as like a flavor perspective. It's so cool. Yeah. To, with that example, they, I, he talked about like, maybe your sorcerer is, uh, your, the, for flavor, your sorcerer is like, you know, how they cast is like, they're trying to force the energy out of themselves or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's like they're, they're making it happen. But also, also there is, even though on the character sheet, it has like trickery is tied to agility. He was like, you could have trickery, uh, tied to charisma or intelligence. You could trick somebody with agility. I mean, excuse me, with, um, with, charisma by or intelligence by explaining you know basically using knowledge to try to trick somebody right um okay. or you could use um you know he had examples there's examples in the rules on how some of these skills you could actually have them be on another uh ability score which is fantastic i also love right, which is a really how interesting he idea. I also love how he took out the math for this. So you don't <laughs> yeah. you don't say, "Oh, I'm going to roll dice and I'm going to get an ability score of 16, which means it's a plus 3." 
He basically just eliminated the 16 and he said, well, you've got three. (laughs) You know, you've got plus three or plus two or zero or negative one. Right. So I love that. That's awesome. Uh, I do love there's helpful hints on here, too. There's uh, some some things called mastery where you've got uh, novice, adept, expert, master or grandmaster as far as um, how well you uh, perform in a given skill. Uh, at level one, you are limited to one point uh, and you're a novice um, with a few minor exceptions. So uh, also, this is part of the skill, you know, just to show it off here. Um, there is not an AC, an armor class. You have a mental defense and a physical defense. And these, oh yeah, uh, you know, these are different. I chose one that I chose cleric, but I chose a subclass that let me wear heavy armor. So I actually had the highest physical defense of our party because I had heavy armor and a heavy Mm -hmm. shield, uh, and a little bit in my might. Mm -hmm. And then I, my mental defense was not the highest, but it was still pretty good. Yeah, no. So, I mean, your mental defense was solid. Um, 13 mental defense means pretty good. I was uh, I was pretty beefy, so mm-hmm. absolutely, and and that's one thing that I really like. So with um, with mental, uh, with physical, obviously it's it's bludgeoning, slashing, fire, ice, lightning, like those kind of those kind of damage you would think. And then mental comes into holy, unholy, uh, and psychic damage, and so all those would actually be rolls against the mental defense rather than the physical, which uh, is is uh, I don't know really cool. Something else that I think makes the combat dynamic is. Uh, yeah, sure. You might have a tank that is tanky in the physical, but okay, now you're going against a enemy that's not attacking you physically. They're attacking your mind, right? And yeah. now your barbarian is not so successful. Your barbarian is no longer yeah. your tank. Your sorcerer is now your tank. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, because of the oh, way the enemy is attacked. Yeah, one hundred percent. And that was, but it, but it also helped me as a spellcaster say, hmm, this big beefy guy. I bet I can do some serious damage yes. with a spell to him because it's going to affect his, um, because it's going to go off his mental defense. Right. Yeah. Uh, and like there was a barbarian on the other opposing force and he was raging, but because I fired a spell at him, didn't have to worry about the rage, you know, didn't just right. shrug off a spell. Right. So, uh, yeah, really cool system. We could go into much more depth, but let's move on a little bit. Um, Just real quickly, coming this far, how easy was it or difficult as you moved from, you know, say fifth edition to this? How easy was it to understand? Yeah, so if you come from a 5e background, I think for the most part, it's relatively easy to understand. you come in, okay, you know what advantage is, you know what disadvantage is, you know how normal combat works, you know what a, uh, a hit die is, and you know what a damage die is, and that's not there. So, like, the basics is kind of easy to understand, but there were, like, there were things, if you watch the playtest, you'll see, there's things we had to stop and go, I don't know how that mechanic works. And so, yeah. we're, like, scrambling, trying to read through the rules. Like, conditions were the main thing I think we really struggled with. Um, is like, okay, where is the, what's the rules for this condition? What's the rules for that condition? When does this end? When does, 
and, and for so a level like, one fight, we had a lot more conditions than I was expecting. We had a lot more conditions than I'm but used it, to. Yeah, it I made was, it I so much better. Conditions enough. Um, and so, like, it, as far as that, but even that, like, once you read it, okay, it was easy to understand. Um, I think the rules are written in a very understandable way. Like, I don't, I don't think I read anything. Was like, I don't understand what he meant here. Um, there's plenty of things that I didn't read because it's a very in-depth PDF, <laughs> a very in-depth rule book. Um, and going into this, I, I really did stick to the DM side of things and tried to, to read how to run the run combat and the adventure and stuff. And so there were plenty of things we had to stop, but I, I mean, I don't know. Overall, I felt like it was, it was quite easy to understand. Um, but at the same time, we had some confusing things we had to, to honestly, the, understanding of. the two things that took the most time, mm -hmm. uh, was the conditions, as you said, mm -hmm. and then also looking up our spells or abilities because there's not enough room or there's not a spot for it on the single page character sheet here. Right. Absolutely. So I yeah. think once we have a full two page. page character sheet where we can put all of our spells and abilities, um, honestly, it would go a lot faster, yeah. a lot I'll be faster. Honest, I, so. I still don't know when invisibility is supposed to end. I don't know. I don't I think it was clarified, but yeah, I never uh, figured that out. Dungeon Coach, if you're watching, and... uh, make sure to to list under invisibility yeah. or the unseen that like it but ends when yeah. you take an action. Uh, it maybe it says it somewhere. I don't yeah. know, but we. If so I didn't we'll find it in the moment. I looked. I finally made the DM call. Like you know, typically invisibility once uh, once you attack, you lose it, and so that's just what I how I called it. But and that was going off also, of I had a the barbarian that was raging and invisible. Okay, you're not invisible anymore. <laughs> right, and that was going off of the one shot that's listed in it was the one shot. Yeah. In the, there was a visibility uh, potion given out because you guys killed the skill challenge, uh, which, by the way, we, skill challenges were did. so much fun. Loved that. Yeah, yeah, they and really the were. Uh, yeah. It adds to the RP as well, which I loved. So yes, I, I love the I love RP, but I also realized like in the one shot, um, the RP didn't really test the system, but the skill checks did. Those were a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, fantastic. So that's uh, that's a look at the character sheet. Like I said, talked about how easy it was to understand. A little bit about the character creation. We've already talked about a little bit, but I thought the character creation process was pretty straightforward. I thought that, again, once I kind of understood um, where it was coming from as far as like uh, the hit points and stuff, um, which... The skill points, we just assigned five. Um, but once we get to the next step of the alpha, those actually come from our ancestry and our background. Right, yes. So we were just picking five, and we also didn't have ancestry, which is you know racial abilities or, or stuff like that. Um, and we didn't have, have the skills stuff. So uh, Also, too, he has tables in there. That there was one part that kind of confused me, and it was because at level one it said, you know, it said, like for me, so one of the things you do with the ability, uh, your ability score, which is, uh, we we did standard array, which for this is three, one, zero, negative one, and then after that you have another point to put wherever you want. So you could make it three one zero zero. You could make it three two zero negative one, which is what I did. Um, or you could make it, uh, you know, uh, three one zero one. No, 
three one one negative one. You could do that. Yeah. So very cool. But on the table where it talks about what you're supposed to get, it said at level one to start. Like for my character, I got two attribute points, and I didn't. Mm-hmm. I could not find anywhere in the limited time I had in any of his videos or whatever if those two and this was a and there's a table for each class so like a paladin only had one i think and a barbarian only had one attribute point to start so my question was do i was i supposed to as a cleric have more ability points in the character creation process yeah, because i was a, a i think that'll probably be fleshed out a little bit Absolutely. Um, I mean, we're, but we're literally the first other alpha, than, but... Right. And again, yeah. this was just be, this was just a level one problem. As far as the rest of the table is concerned, it very clearly said, you know, at level two, you get another ability point. At level... Uh, you also get uh, another mana point uh, or something, or, or, you know, or another stamina point at level four, you know, so... Th- the rest of the table was very clear. It was just that start. I was just a yeah. little confused uh, with what came with the class because there was a couple other things that were mentioned that were listed on there that I did get to add because of the class, but uh, he never, that I could see, approached or talked about what that start meant if it meant anything else. So anyway. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the character creation process, very similar to everything else. Uh, I think it'll we'll explore it more when we have more, like ancestry and stuff. So, um, okay. So, I'm actually gonna show off the the rules for a second here. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we talked. We already talked about movement, combat damage and healing Um, the healing also by the way there was not a rolling so like weapons uh, whenever I healed it was just a flat heal unless I had a heavy heal or a brutal heal Um, so it sounds funny to say it does sound Uh, a little funny to say brutally heal you okay but I did brutally heal (laughs) brutally heal you did and instead of two points of healing I was able to heal four points of healing to, uh, well, I to guess that. it's something I probably we probably should have covered in the rules format. Uh, if you come from a five E background, these numbers sound very small, even at level one. Um, Coach says that uh, you know the, the HP and numbers and stuff in DC twenty is about a quarter of of the equivalent of like five E. And so, honestly, four it didn't of feel bad at all. Was almost full healed back up for for our sorcerer well, who had five for our sorcerer who yes he definitely. Yes. You, you had nine, himself. right? You had nine. I had nine. Most everyone had between seven to nine. Barbarian might have had ten or eleven. Yep. Um, and enemies yeah. were about the same. And enemies right. face were about the same. Our sorcerer, because he left a negative one and had a zero on both of his might abilities, had a five, <laughs> which was so, which was literally the lowest you could get. Yeah, yeah. So, but that's that's kind of giving you an idea of where we're at on HP. And so, when I'm saying, you know, the flail does two points of, of flat damage, I mean that that's a decent chunk of damage when all you have is nine HP. And that's not even getting into the fact that there is uh, damage mitigation for certain yes, types yeah, of armor. Yeah. So there's damage resistance so. and stuff. So, so, yeah. uh, anyway, 
we'll move on because uh, this is a brief review. Um, brief <laughs> review. A brief review. Um, real quick, before we get into the DM stuff, how are the NPC stack cards, if you will, the stat blocks? Uh, okay. How were they? What did they look like? You know what? While you're talking about it, I'm going to scroll uh-huh. and find one. So. Okay, so yes, this is going to be my one complaint. Um, maybe I don't. Maybe I had other complaints. Don't count them. Anyway, this was my one complaint. Is because I I I didn't understand everything that because I used just the the, the playtest adventure that was provided with the alpha, which by the way was an excellent adventure. We didn't. Oh yeah, uh, We didn't go through the whole thing, but the the NPC um, like small character sheets. I think uh, Seth's gonna throw one up for you to see. Uh, for me, it it wasn't very clear, and so I had to keep going to the rule book and kind of looking it up. And maybe that's something I should, as the DM, prepared a little better uh, to understand. I thought I did understand, and then when it's time to actually enter combat, I'm like, oh wait, no, how did I, that doesn't work the way I thought it did. And then I'd have to go and and confirm. Um, yeah, so that that to me, at least in the the playtest adventure, I was not a huge fan of how the information was laid out. Um, I, but again. Alpha point four. I'm giving a ton of grace here, um, and I'm sure oh, like, other DMs who ran this had no problem with it. But uh, my brain struggled when combat actually started, and you'll see that in the playtest. I'm like, wait, I thought it worked this way. Oh, never mind. That strike didn't happen, and and so uh, anyway. But that was just me, and of course, me trying to understand uh, NPCs that are built exactly like you know the players, um, but also me not knowing a whole lot about the player side. Um, but yeah, it, you'll see it there, and um, I don't know. I did struggle with that part. Yeah, so I don't know in the rules itself. I'm not seeing it. Mm-hmm. So do you have a different – maybe you had a different PDF for the adventure because the adventure's not even in this. Uh, yes, I have a whole different PDF for, for the adventure. Okay, okay. Yeah. So then I don't, I don't have the stat blocks in here. So. Oh, gotcha. I, I had sent a screenshot on Discord of one oh. of them. Uh, it, mm. I don't know if you can get that pulled over. So, so I sent it for the the leader, the the uh, Raven, which was the. Oh, the, that's right. That's right. Rogue. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I see that. It's it's not too different from like a D and D five E stat block. Yeah. Um, but it could definitely use a little bit better formatting. Um, right. Yeah, for for, for sure. The, um, so I think for me, like I, I, even like the second bullet point, it says one, which I'm assuming one is the one action point. Or, or no, plus four is the action point, and two is the stamina. I think is what I came to the conclusion of, um, and and so that. But it was not. I don't know. Wasn't incredibly clear to me. I still don't know what the one in parentheses means. Actually, now that I say that, so, uh, it means it cost one action. I think I don't know. What's the plus four mean? It's plus four to hit. Maybe that's, that was yeah. That's to hit. Was. Okay, that's how. And I they was get yeah. two. I don't know, but um, I'll have to look That's at that document next. That was my, like, I, I wish there was just a little, like, even a little sidebar of information. Okay, of, so like, here's our here's our goal, uh, Jeff. If in the next iteration of the alpha he has not done anything to fix this, we totally, uh, either together or separately, need to come up with uh, a better stat block for him. Yeah, yeah, design just better it, NPC so. stat block. I mean, make um, it look sure like it a will, mini but, character card yeah. with uh, the physical... The physical and mental defense, you know, same kind of design. Honestly, yeah. I think it deserves that. So it deserves that so. treatment. Yeah. So again, coach, if you're listening, one, thank you so much. But two, absolutely, can't wait to see that improved. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure and you three, will. I'm sure you will. I had no idea you were a Gen Con. I would have been over there to play test this. So disappointed I didn't catch you. I know. Uh, that was doing? a side note, though. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> 
Uh, okay, really quick, um, as we're getting close to end of time here, we already kind of mentioned, you know, how, how the adventure went. I thought it went really well. We didn't even have to do a whole lot. But how much, uh, from a DM's standpoint, how easy was it to run that adventure? Um, honestly, like the if we're going off the playtest adventure itself, yeah, very, very, very easy. I mean, everything is written out for you. Uh, it's pretty much ready to play. Now, I am a over-preparation DM. Like, I'm the opposite of the lazy DM. Um, I, I just get totally stressed out if I don't have everything kind of somewhat prepared. Um, of course, that means nothing when players hit it and they do whatever they feel like. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I like everything prepped. So I had maps and I had tokens and I had scenes and OBS and stuff. Like, I just that's what I do. Um, but overall, like it was very easy to run. Everything was laid out, even all the skill challenges and the DCs and stuff. Um, I will say for future preparation, one thing that's missing at this point, um, and I'm sure this is this literally this is an alpha. He rolled it out. I get it. It's not probably not at the top of the docket right now, but there is not a monster guide. Um, and so there is a guide to create your own creatures or your own NPCs. Mm-hmm. Um, but in future ones, uh, the DM will, at least until a monster guy gets here, the DM will have to create all their own monsters and stat blocks and stuff. Um, so I do think that will add to the prep side pretty significantly. Uh, but I imagine a monster guide and stuff will is probably in the works. I don't know that. That's just Oh, I'm guessing. sure. I'm sure. Um, well, so one real quick. We do know that there is going to be a Kickstarter coming in early 2024. Right. I think I think early 2024, uh, first quarter ish, ish, okay, um, and so yeah, I think it's gonna be, uh, pretty awesome, and I'm pretty sure you and I both are gonna back it, oh, so <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be really cool, um, so, um, yeah, so again, too, if you're looking at the vod, um, I'm just gonna show a few things. There some of the actions, actions and reactions. <clears throat> this is just kind of a quick preview. Uh, talking about things that were one point or uh, things. One of the things that I thought was awesome. Uh, some things have, you know, you can use more than one point. So like dodge right. was one thing that one of our characters, several of our characters did. Oh, yeah. You could spend one action point to impose disadvantage with dodge on the next attack or spell check made against you. However, you could do right. full dodge and use two points and every attack made against you for the entirety of, you know, until you get back to your turn to start of your next turn, then would have to suffer that disadvantage. Um, there's so much strategy that could go into that. Um, and so that's awesome. I love it. Yeah. yeah Same thing with spells because I did it. And because I know it's easy to find, uh, first of all, I, a cleric class feature spell, uh, restoration, which I didn't even get a chance to do, but, right. uh, but yeah, it was really cool. And then, um, healing again, mm-hmm. two action. So this is what a lot of spells looked like, right? It'd be two action points plus one mana point for a spell. Right. And this is, uh, you know all the stuff that it could do, but I could spend an extra mana point to reduce the AP cost. So if I, if I had other actions I wanted to do, 
I could mm-hmm. spend, and I had a bunch of mana points. I could actually, it almost like a sorcerer's quicken, where right. it becomes a bonus yeah, action instead of an action. Uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Or I could bolster it. Where I could increase the amount of points to do it. Absolutely. I mean, you could burn a lot of mana points in a few turns. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But your cantrips become a lot more important. But they're also not bad either. So, like this restore, okay, uh, is an close wounds is basically a healing cantrip. Okay. It is a healing cantrip. Mm hmm. Now I have to be right next to them and touch someone and they can't have used their rest point for that day yet. But I basically get a one time, you know, <clears throat> not one time for me, it's a cantrip, but it, you know, depending on how many rest points they have, which is almost like rolling hit dice during a rest. Um, I could help somebody heal instantaneously. Uh, with just a cantrip. So even once I'm out of mana points, I could still heal a little bit, which right. is awesome. And then just, you know, sacred, this is the cleric stuff, sacred bolt, which is, you know, your uh, basic <laughs> priest spell attack, light, and then guidance, which was pretty self-explanatory. Right. Um but I could also do, I could spend a mana point, even though it's a cantrip, and make it a, for a duration of one minute. I could give him guidance for a whole minute, which would almost be full right. combat, but yeah. it is, or becomes a concentration spell at that point. So, That's, The um, ability to upcast, I thought, was oh, really cool. Amazing. And, and a lot of stuff, it completely changes what the spell, I mean, not completely changes, but it definitely adds what the spell yeah. like light goes from you know a flashlight to a blinding flashbang absolutely blinding light spend Just one mp casting. to make a spell check contested mm-hmm. by a fortitude save for all targets within two spaces of the light source failure the target is blind for one round yeah. awesome That's and 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 i was able to do that and blind two guys and it made a world of difference in our fight mm-hmm. so yeah and and then imagine uh, you know, you're able to do that, but then also comboing it with uh, with what your rogue is doing. Yeah. Because uh, now your rogue is regaining stamina by hitting a- enemies with a condition. Yeah. Um, man, so good. So good. Um, well, uh, we don't have really any more time, but that is our first look uh, and first play test of the DC-20 alpha 0.4 first of all coach if you watch and you watch this entire thing thank you thank you thank you thank you not just for watching but also thank you for this amazing system we're super excited about it Uh, we will be playing it again Um, Mm -hmm. and we look forward to seeing all the cool changes and tweaks that you do over the coming months um, but yeah definitely check out the VOD uh, when this goes up on hopefully Tuesday, um, then we should also have up sometime that day the, the VOD on the YouTube channel. So make sure to check that out. Also, too, quick note, this um, should be coming out on Tuesday the 28th, which is Giving Tuesday for those who celebrate that. And Love Thy Nerd, our 
uh, podcast network and and uh, partners, they are doing an um, extremaganza uh, where they're streaming all week, and then Tuesday on Giving Tuesday, Bubba will be streaming uh, from two p.m. Eastern to eight p.m. Eastern on the Love Thy Nerd uh, channel, and so be sure to check that out. Um, and so maybe even see you in chat, uh, there. So, but I think that's all we have for right now. Thank you for checking out, uh, the RPG rundown podcast. Again, if you're watching on the VOD, thank you so much. Give us a like, subscribe to the channel. If you are listening, then please, um, you know, leave us a review drop us a comment on social media or in whatever podcast app that you are using. And uh, again, real quick, don't forget, this is our last episode for 2023, our last main episode for 2023. Who knows? Maybe there'll be a surprise, but uh, if not, we will see you for the start of season two of the RPG Rundown in February of 2024. So, with that, uh, I think that's all we have. So from our table to yours, thank you for joining the RPG Rundown. Until next time, may your roles be epic and your stories legendary.